Thank you for tuning into another episode of the Impact Podcast. I'm your host, LBJ, and today I'm super excited to introduce Jarrell Green. Jarrell is the founder of Meet Vegan Bay. He is a recent graduate of Herzing University. He's a member of Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated, and he's a member of Forbes The Culture. Jarrell, I'm super excited, super grateful to have you on the show. Can't wait for people to hear yes, you about your story and your entrepreneurship journey. How are you doing today? Um, Sterling, sir. Thank you so much for asking. And uh, I really appreciate, again, this this opportunity to uh, have this conversation and this dialogue with you, man. I'm excited. Of course, of course. Um, Like, I, I was telling you this before the show started, but when I saw you in, in, uh, in Forbes of Culture, and I was like, uh, virtual reality, augmented reality, um, dating app, for vegans, I was like, this is interesting. <laughs> like, this is super unique, super cool. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. I'd love for you to give people a bit of a high level of the company. Kind of, you know, what is Meat Vegan Bay? We'll go into some of those details a little bit later, later but uh, sure. you know, what's the elevator pitch? Oh man. Uh so the elevator pitch is always in formation, man. But you know, in in short, Meat Vegan Bay is um I like to say the world's first uh, AR VR exclusively vegan dating app. And what it focuses on is a underrepresented, in my opinion, um, culture or community of people that, you know, desire to, you know, find love and companionship. Yeah. And that's what we focus on. And we not only, you know, focus on the dating aspect of it because, you know, it, you may not find a date, but you can find a good friend. And that's why yeah. we, you know, say the companionship part, because companionship can be just platonic print. Um, but so that's a, that's what it is in short. And it's just a new innovative way for people to meet people and to, you know, yeah. kind of be safe as well. You know, lend itself to uh, safety. Um, and we also we, we gamified the app as well. So, you know, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But we also wanted to make it a little bit more interactive and engaging for people just to come in and uh you know have and have an experience so yeah that's that's me vegan bay and you know as a whole it's all it's still growing it's still forming it's still yeah. developing we're still getting feedback from our users to see what they want and what they don't want so but right now that's that's what it is it's a, it's a place for vegans to go in and meet i virtually. i absolutely i i absolutely love that that's 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 super cool um all right so Thank we'll you. we'll go into into some of that but before we go into that, you know, where does your story start? Where, you know, where are you from? Um, you know, what's your background, Drew? I'd love to hear some of that. Yeah, man. So I, I'm born and raised St. Louis, Missouri. Um, I you see, I got my STL cap on. I did not know. Is I was it really? Talking I can't to see it. It's the glare. Yeah, right there. It's a, it, yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I did yes, not sir. know you were from St. Louis. I love that. Yes, <laughs> yep. Yep. Born and raised, man. I went to. Same uh, here. Yeah, I, I grew up in a, a lot of the areas, man, really. Um, I remember yeah. going to elementary school in Normandy for a little bit. Uh, went to school in, in, uh, in the Ferguson Florissant School District, yeah. uh, Hazelwood School District. That's where I graduated <laughs> from, in the Hazelwood School District in Florissant area. Well, my That's dad lived one. on the north side. Grandmother, grandparents stayed on the, you know, uh, my grand, my mother's side is from Kenlock. Okay, and, yeah. you know, Berkeley area. My dad is from the city, you know, so yep. different areas in the city. So it's kind of a blend of both. And um, yeah, man, born and raised. Um, the U-City Loop is actually one of my favorite spe <laughs> uh, spots to visit when I go back home. Um, Absolutely. You know, 
because before before any of this, you know, before I founded my app, I was I was in music, right? And yeah. uh, I did that for a, a great bit of my like childhood really. I started at like 14 years old and wow. I stopped doing music when I was like 30 or 31. I'm 37 now. Yeah. And um, you know, so I that was where my earliest came in I've, I've always been diplomatic and i've always been a person to be, you know think outside the box and just been different and unique in that manner and so that was my yeah. earliest introduction into it however i didn't really know much about it but i knew what i wanted to do and so we kind of formed our own um uh, record label we thought we were you know cash money and <laughs> i gotta no ask limit. what was it called we, uh it was so the group that i was in i was in a rap group a hip-hop group uh called young entrepreneur squad or why dot e dot dollar sign that was our yeah. and the record label we formed was yes entertainment and um <laughs> it was four of us and we're we're st those still my brothers to this day and That's uh, incredible. we we formed it together and we just took off running with it. We were signed at an early age to an independent record label called Bike wow. Out Entertainment. Yeah. And um they kind of saw the early the early, I guess, potential in us and they signed us, but that didn't work out. So then we once we got out of those contracts, we started our own at a very young age. And that was when we started to really come into our own. Um, but then years later, um, I decided to go back to school and earn um a certification for personal training. Yeah. because i started to get him get more into fitness and health because i lost 65 pounds on my own i was at 2220 my heaviest That's and i'm amazing. five i'm five eleven six feet so yeah you know <laughs> it, it it didn't look that way but i felt it so <laughs> i got yeah you know so i got into that space and then i started to get inspired to help other people because you know i'm an altruistic personality man i, li I love right. to help other people so i got into that and i started my own mobile fitness company yeah and um that was widely successful and I, I had that running up until the day we left for atlanta because we relocated to atlanta my wife and our two children yeah and that's when i really started to just enjoy and really love entrepreneurship because i saw the freedom i was happier um because before that's that incredible. i had a lot of like horrible jobs you know i've had yep. horrible of jobs that's a whole nother podcast <laughs> but, <laughs> but but that was when i really started to really understand what entrepreneurship was about and the work that went into it not just the glamour and yeah. um you know once i once i kind of retired from personal training um then it was about you know the the apparel company that i started which was forever rich in value or free yeah and that was fun for me because i designed my own uh like design for my first t-shirt I, I, I taught myself how to use photoshop and adobe illustrator and i designed my own designs and i was That's on fire about it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you man i mean it really wasn't as difficult as i thought it was going to be it really yeah. turned out to be an incredible experience because you know i got to see some of the things that my mind was just you know my, that i created in my mind be for adored sure. by people by be adored by other people and um you know yeah. so that was my other my second business and let's see my i guess this will be my third this will be my third yeah yep so all right so you you talked about the music label the fitness the fashion you know it seems like like entrepreneurship has always been there for you uh mm -hmm. like what do you think what do you think sparked that i, I know for me uh we, we talked about st louis for me like i i don't know i think it's something about st louis that like yeah triggers that in some people but for you um yeah. 
you know, what do you think, what do you think it was that, you know, that that's always like, that gave you that, that initial entrepreneurial buck? I honestly think it's just always been in me. Honestly, it's just always yeah. been a part of my fabric and my DNA because, you know, my mother, she worked at Western Union for 20 something years before they laid everyone off. And, yeah. you know, that was it. My father, he went to work right after high school and he yeah. he's still at the same company. You know, he works at the same company now. Wow. So yeah. but he's had he's had other businesses, you know, other projects that he's worked on. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. But it was just something that I believe was just I was born with. It, it wasn't like I saw it anywhere, you know, in my immediate family where it inspired me to, in that way. Yeah. Um, I, and I think it just really attributes it's attributable to just my personality of always wanting to be again, you know, diplomatic, be different, be outside the box, not want yeah. to kind of follow the crowd, things like that. And That's you know, you, cool. you know what yeah. they say in the city, man. You can't spell hustle without the STL. Yeah, hundred so. <laughs> percent. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that's it, man. That's awesome. So when you know, as you started these businesses, what were what were your parents' thoughts? Uh, you know, because I'll say like <laughs> sometimes I talk to my family who like you know some people have like you mentioned career long nine to five jobs, um, mm -hmm. and I tell them like, yeah like I I, I want to be an entrepreneur. And they're like, uh, no, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So, you need to get a job. Yeah, <laughs> be a exactly. job entrepreneur. Get a job. Exactly. So, you know, what was what was your family's uh perspective when when you came to them with with this entrepreneurial passion? You know, surprisingly, they were always uh, receptive and they were always supportive. You know, yeah. when I was when I started doing music, not so much in the beginning, but yeah. I believe the first time they saw us actually get, um. So my parents, both my parents, my mother and my father, when, when we were signed by the independent record label, they came to one of our first shows. And one of our first shows was on was in East St. Louis and we opened up for BG. You know, if you know BG, yeah. he's a, a cash money artist back in the day. So yeah. We opened for him and we were, we you know, this company, they had tour buses and all type of stuff. So we got, you know, we, we, we were, we rode there in the tour bus. You know, it was a big event for us. And so I think when they saw yeah. that, they were like, oh, this he's really doing something. So that's, that's awesome. when they really started to support it. But, the you know, before that, it was just about, hey, you need to go to school, get your grades, you right. know, because I was one of the type of kids where I really didn't go to school as much as I should have. And uh, I didn't when I was there, I really didn't do what I was supposed to do. It wasn't that yeah. I didn't I couldn't do it. It's just I wasn't interested. I was more so into music and, yeah. you know, of course, girls and, you know, all the other stuff, you know, street street stuff. But yeah. You know, but they were supportive, man. They really supported. And, um, you know, anytime I started a business, they were always supportive. That's incredible. So um, you've kind of led us up to Meet Vegan Bay. Where did that idea initially come from? And how did you make that transition from fashion to Meet Vegan Bay? Yeah, so good question. So when I before I started, um, before I decided to found um, the app, the dating app, you know, yeah. I was I had not done anything with um, my apparel company for a while because I was trying to figure out if I wanted to continue it or if I wanted to, you know, and if I did, how I was going to continue it, revamp it or just kind of, you know, just you just have it for family reasons where I would you, my whole family would just wear the apparel and no one else. Right. right. And that was just for like a personal thing, not so much for yeah. business and capital. So, you know, I hadn't done anything, but in, in college, I had a, a, a series of um, marketing classes. And in one of the marketing classes, we were tasked with uh, developing a business plan. And if you know anything okay. about, a, you know, doing a business plan, it's, it's very detailed and it's extensive. Yep. 
and it takes time. And so it literally took us eight weeks to do this business plan. Now, of wow. course, you could do it in, in, you know, more rapid time periods. But yeah, we were we were given eight weeks to do it because that's how long our terms were. And so during that. Time, yeah. When I was thinking of a business where I could learn more about a certain industry and, you know, apply it. So that way, when I finished it, I would already have the business, the business plan complete. And mm-hmm. um, so the virtual augmented reality part didn't come in until after I graduated, until I met okay. my co-founder. So it yeah. originally started as a, just a swipe left, swipe right, Tinder, you know, Bumble type of app. Yeah. That's, that's all. That's as far as my mind could conceive at that point. Yeah. And so that's what it started off as. And so the reason why I decided to do it for, you know, do it exclusively for vegans, because my family and I have been vegan since 2017. And okay, so yeah. we experienced a lot of um, underwhelming or just n- zero representation when it came to going to find foods, restaurants, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. And so I was, you know, and I would always hear this this narrative and this this conversation within the community about there's there being a lack of everything for vegan or plant-based you know dietary plant-based um people and that's what kind of really sparked my interest in well you know every every i'm a firm believer in every uh community needs something of their own something that they can relate more to and so with that thought process i decided to um develop the app for vegan and I know I'm I'm familiar with different niches of different um you know products and services for communities of people. So I decided, hey, this would be a good good opportunity for me to do that for them. Or That's for awesome, us, really. Well, I'm married, yeah. so would, I'm I'm not on the app looking for. <laughs> I'm not looking for nobody, but <laughs> if you are, that's the place where you will go. You know, and so you know that that's why I wanted to do it for the people that were, you know, yeah. that felt underrepresented. That's super cool. Um, Okay, so how did you, um, you mentioned the augmented reality, virtual reality portion didn't come until after you met your co-founder. One, how Mm -hmm. how did, uh, maybe that'll be my first question. How did you meet your co-founder? How did that come about? I met my co-founder, Rex Gatlin, on Instagram, man. uh, Oh, wow. Yeah, I saw. That's awesome. uh, Yeah, man, it was. I mean, you know, and it was, it was crazy because I had just started following this page on yeah. Instagram. Um, I think it was Black Success Today. And they posted something about him. And yeah. he had on these weird glasses. And I'm like, what is this dude wearing? I'm like, why would they post him like that? First, I thought he was blind. I'm like, well, okay, well, is he doing something? You know, is he a blind entrepreneur? Like, what's going on? Yeah. And I read the, so that's why reading is fundamental. Because when I read what it, what, it, what, the, <laughs> what he, who he was and what he was doing, I was like, oh, wow. That's yeah. dope. And so then I went to his page and he had already uh, developed um, a virtual reality um, nightclub. And oh, so were they like VR goggles that he had on? Yeah, or? that's what he had on. He had on, <laughs> VR, he had on VR glasses. And, but it's not the Oculus that we see today. It, it was actually, okay. it looked like shades. Yeah. And um I was like and I think it had like a wire coming from it cuz it's a different okay. brand of of um technology. And yeah. when I saw it it just tripped me out. I'm like what's going on here? So <laughs> when I actually read the the uh the post, I was like, "Oh, okay." So then I went to his page and I checked the the app that he did and it was it was amazing. Man, it was a, and that's when the light bulb went off. I was like, "Well, I can do something like this for me vegan band, make it totally different and just that's push the culture cool. forward." Yeah. And, 
so surprisingly when i reached out to him usually you know when you reach out to people they just ignore you or they don't see it but yep. he responded like really quick and i was like wow like all right cool so we started building our relationship and our bond man and yeah you know, that's that's my guy man rex is rex is my guy his his app um his his um uh nightclub app is called nights n-i-g-h-t-z and okay. uh, a really cool app i think he's still developing some stuff with that and he's working with yeah. some other things that he has some other apps but yeah man that was that's that's how it started you know when i saw him and i saw what he had already created and i figured yeah. it would be a great idea for what i was thinking of that's super cool so did you already have um i'd say like a i think you mentioned like when you created the initial business plan you were thinking like a tender swipe right swipe left did you already have mm -hmm. an app ready to go when you first connect with rex yeah. or uh yeah so okay yeah yeah so what i started doing was um i started developing the app on my own and okay. there's a there's a certain I forget the name of it now, uh, but there's a certain platform where you can pretty much build your own app or you can pay for, you know, you can pay a contractor to do it for you. Yeah. Was it um, so, uh, not I, I'm blanking. I just lost the name. It's not Bumble or something. Um, it, so it's Bumble. like a template. Was it Bubble or? No, it wasn't. Or that. Thunkable? I know those are the popular ones nope i can't remember the name of it um yeah but but it allowed you to create your app from this template and then they have contractors who you can you know reach out to and have them create it for you for you know a certain amount of money or whatever but that's super um, cool. i i just i decided i was i wanted to do it on my own first and right before i got to the point where i was like nope i'm hiring somebody i'm <laughs> done with this i found rex and so <laughs> i was like cool because I was getting ready to just pay a substantial amount of money to get this app built, but I really yeah. didn't want to go and I didn't want to bring it to market like everybody else did. But right. as you may know, when you are coming, when you have a, a product, you need a concept of, you need a proof of concept. Uh, we, lo we lost that you for a second, Terrell. Okay, cool. Sorry about that. No, so no, you're fine. Uh, I was, I was trying to create a proof of concept. So that was my whole purpose of doing it on my own, but then going, maybe paying someone to do it because I needed that proof of concept to get some yeah. funding and, you know, stuff like that and create users and stuff like that. That's, that's, that's awesome. Um, okay. So you, you and Rex get together, you, you know, I guess he's bought in. Um, what was your first step? Like mm -hmm. what, what was when y'all got together, we said, you said you're going to do this together. How, like what what was y'all first step from there so the first thing we did was just establish commonality so we both you mm -hmm. know understood that we had the same type of vision yeah. and you know we both we were both passionate about it and um that was the first thing the second thing was a partnership you know and i told him from day one listen bro if you help me with this you got 50 percent of this and that's incredible that's that's pretty much i'm not you know i and honestly, you know, if we bring in other investors, man, I'm not greedy like that, where I would just yep. want to hold on to my 50%. I have so many ideas that I would love to share the wealth if you're willing to come yeah. in and help. That's my mindset when it comes to, you know, things like this. So when he decided to come on board and, you know, do what he's been doing, 50%, man. And that's that was from day one, and that'll never change. That's uh, awesome. Unless I just want to give him the whole, you know, app and I just step away from it. But yeah right. that was the second thing we just established that partnership and um you know we've been we've been rocking there since man that's awesome okay so how long did it take y'all to to build the app because i know you're you're live now how, how long is that process yeah 
Uh, well, you know what? Rex really didn't take long. I think I met Rex in, I, I want to say it was maybe last July. Oh, wow. June. Yeah. It could have been, it could have been either last June or last July when, uh, Rex and I met. And yeah. then he had the, he had the earliest version of the app completed by August. And so it, he had it functional by, by August. <laughs> That's but incredible. Our, Lunch date was November 1st, which is World Vegan Day. And so we worked really hard. And and when I say we, I really mean Rex, because Rex was the one doing the groundwork for that one. But I was also on the other end, you know, doing all the marketing and all the advertising for it. And so we worked hard on that. And so by the time November 1st came around, the app was officially launched in its beta stages. It's still in beta stage, by the way because we're still you know developing it growing it of course but yeah, yeah. we we launched it officially on um november 1st world that's, vegan day no 2022 that's super cool um <laughs> i think i you know i think one challenge and i think i've felt this myself as an entrepreneur at times um one challenge i think many entrepreneurs face is you have this incredible idea you you know you end up with an incredible product how do i now like get people to find out about it and take it to market um mm-hmm. you know so i i'd love to hear your perspective on that like how did you go to market what was your go-to-market strategy my go-to-market strategy was awareness 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 mm-hmm. uh visibility 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 the more and and not only that but credibility because you know yeah. you could be you could be visible to the point where you're like considered spam right but you want to go yeah. to you want to be visible and create awareness on credible platforms and you know with credible yeah. credible things so my my strategy was simply to you know reach out to as many platforms as i could where i didn't have to pay anything for them yeah. because you know having conversations about what you're doing and you're able to you know basically regurgitate that that um that conversation or you know that content is is enormous because any type of awareness and you know visibility you have on you and what you're doing is going to be a plus and i'm not trying you know i didn't think starting out that i would be on the u.s news or you know the the (laughs) biggest platforms right away that's not you know i'm I'm, I'm realistic as well you know of course i'm optimistic and i'm wanting i'm gonna get that one day but I yeah. knew starting out that I needed to go for what they call the low hanging fruit and no discredit to any of the platforms that have ever, you know, wanted to have a conversation with me and help yeah. me in that way because it's all been amazing and I've been grateful. But I knew that that's where I needed to start because no one's going to care unless I make them care. And yeah. that was one of my ways to make them care. And then, of course, you have to put your own sweat equity and your own money into it. So yep. some things you have to pay for, you know, but you have to be strategic about it as well. Yeah, I, I'd love to hear like a an, an example of of you kind of hitting some of those platforms that were at yeah. that balance of awareness and credibility. I, I'd love to hear about that. Yeah, so one of the um, the first things that I did, one of the, I, I believe this was the actual first thing. I actually got an uh, got an opportunity to be in an article uh, for a digital magazine. Yeah, um, call it uh, Atlanta. Shout out Atlanta. I um, because, read that article and doing my free show <laughs> research. Yeah, so, yeah. That was my That's awesome. Um I saw I actually saw one of my uh, my 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 colleagues um that I used to work with um in Atlanta at this this dope gym called One Life Fitness. If anybody's ever in Atlanta, please go to One Life Fitness. They're <laughs> super dope gym. 
but uh, I used to work with this guy, and this is this is one of my dudes, man. It's my guy, and yeah. I saw him in it, man, and I was like, yo, that is a that's a dope article, and, and I read it, and, and you know, I, I reached out to him, and he told me how to you know go about trying to get in the article or trying to get in this magazine yeah and i did it and um they reached back out to me and then the rest is history man i was in that article and the the fun the funny part about it is the day i graduated um i had received the the final copy of the article maybe a day before the day i graduated so that was a, a super lit That's time for me awesome. man. i mean <laughs> i mean i had graduation pictures i was ready, ready to post <laughs> I had the 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 article for the magazine I was ready to That's post. I was locked cool. and loaded. So yeah. once I once I got feedback from that, I, I realized that okay, well I have to keep this going because I need to start getting this out a little bit more. And so I reached out to another mag magazine article, and um, they featured me as well. So I've been featured in a total of three digital magazine articles That's so incredible. far within the last year. And then there's also Instagram uh, platforms that you know that that exalt you know, entrepreneurs that are doing good things in the community as well. And so I yeah. reached out to a lot of those and, you know, I was featured in a few of those last year as well. That's incredible. That's incredible. Yep. Um, okay. So I, I have another question on some of the augmented reality and, and virtual reality. Um, I, I'm also married. So I've, you know, I've been, I guess out of the, out of the game, out, off the market for a while. Um, okay. <laughs> and, you know, for dating apps though, um, you know, I, I have some ideas here, but I, I'd love to hear this from your perspective, specifically sure. for like virtual reality and augmented reality. Like how did, like in your opinion, how do you think that enhances like that user experience um, mm. and like, you know, builds that, that genuine connection? Cause I, again, like I said this before, but I think this is a really, a really cool, really unique concept. Thank you. Thank you. What was the first part of the question? I'm sorry. I got um, Yeah. So basically, um, the, the, basically, you know, virtual reality and augmented reality how does like why that specifically like what's the benefit of that mm -hmm. for for the user experience great question so one of the main ones that i always think of when i when, when i get that question is it's about you know safety safety is a big thing in the dating community mm -hmm. because yeah a lot of people are you know since ever since COVID, really you know that's kind of really been the I guess the revolution of or evolution of the dating community where a lot of people are just feeling yeah. unsafe and there's a lot of things that can happen when you go to meet someone for the first time. And so with this app, with it being virtual and augmented, it not only, you know, can save you money because you're not spending any money on doing actual things and, you know, in, in your <laughs> area. And so, but it also lends itself to your safety because you're not actually physically there with someone there's no possible yeah. way that they can harm you, right? So um, it just keeps people safe for the first time. Now, you know, if you guys want to meet up after that and, you know, go somewhere and you get a good vibe from them and you feel like they're, they're cool and, you know, you're good, then yeah. by all means. But that's an initial place for you to meet up and have some fun and see what this person is like. And you get a chance to interact with them as well on some of the, uh, the, the, the games that we've uh, in, included in the app as well. Okay, yeah, I, I think that's a, a great segue. Um, you know, what is that? Walk me through kind of what a, a typical user experience would be when they first download the app. You know, you know, what's what's that experience like? How does how do they find a date? What what is mm -hmm. that date? I'd love to hear that. So the way it works is once you log into the platform, the app, um, you put you put in some general information about who you are, things like that, and where 
we're actually working on that as well to make sure that everyone that comes into the app is authenticated and you know is verified as an actual human um (laughs) you know you have to (laughs) you have to do that now you got to make sure there's no bots involved in in your stuff so you know they log into it and then so they're able to now this was just an update that uh rex told me about where they are now able to create their own avatar so you have your own avatar you can customize it however you want to do it and then you just pretty much there's so there's three floors in this app there's it's like a lounge really and three levels and you're in there with just you know all the people that are signed in and you know you can go up and meet someone and there's hand uh traction where it tracks your hands and things like that when you have these these headsets on Uh, so you're really just in there just having conversations you can you know um opt to have a conversation in a separate room or again you know we're gamifying it and i think that's going to be like the main focus because yeah. you know just standing around it can get boring in there right so you want to be able to do something so right now we've uh implemented bowling so now you can take you and your date or you and whoever you, you know you find in there to go bowl and you know just talk and get to know each other absolutely that that's that's awesome how many users do y'all, do y'all have right now uh you know what the last time i checked it was i think 1500 users that's incredible um, since November. I <laughs> yeah, awesome. I haven't, I, yeah, I haven't checked it in a while. It's really big in the tech community, not so much in the you know the typical consumer right now. Yeah, a lot of the a lot of consumers are only using, and this is you know within within the tech and gaming community as well. They're just using it for games. They're not using it for mm. things like dating and things like that. Yet. Yeah, uh, you know, but that's why you know we're still we we're still trucking. So we're still trying to see what the market is going to turn into, and you know. <laughs> I think that at some point it'll, you know, they'll start migrating over toward this one. And then, you know, like I said, they'll be able to do in-person stuff. But yeah, I think about 1,500 users. It may be more, it may be less. I'm not sure, but that's just the last time I checked it. That's that's really cool. I think, um, you know, again, like I I think one of the things that excited me about this is, um, I think goes back to what you're saying about the tech community has really adopted it. Like virtual reality and augmented reality, mm-hmm. I think is, is one of those tools or uh, technologies, I guess, that um, like the average consumer, consumer hasn't yet tapped into. But I think mm-hmm. there's tons of potential and like tons of of use cases there. Like so yeah. like to, to see like a black owned company coming in and adopting that really fast. Um, but even like from a dating perspective and a veganism perspective like it's that's yeah. it's really that's really cool um on that note you know how do you ensure users are actually vegan like like how, like how do you verify that <laughs> well you know um we 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 re- right now since we're in the early adoption stages of the app we are really not tracking who's <laughs> vegan and who's not we we're just happy when you come in the door <laughs> Just come in and sit down for a minute. Just come and hang out. You know, we're not really, we're not, we're we're not being sticklers about it like that, man. We're not really, you know, trying to kick nobody out the door like Jazzy Jeff, you know, and uh, Uncle Phil. But, you know, (laughs) but, you know, at some point, I think we're, I know we're going to do a a way better job at, um, you know, kind of making sure that who we created this community for is for them. And it's going to be for, you know, uh, solely for them. You know, and and th- and then there's another you know kind of caveat to it as well because a lot of vegan, you know, people they don't mind or plant dietary plant based people don't mind dating 
people that aren't vegan or plant-based yeah <laughs> so you know that's kind of the challenge with the app is because you know even though you're not vegan doesn't mean that you don't desire to be with somebody be vegan or desire to have a vegan friend or something to kind of help you over that hump if you're looking to do that and even if, yeah. if even if you're not you know i don't know it's just one of those things like i said we're still trying to see you know <laughs> who's going to want to use it and why and stuff like that but yeah, uh, you know that that's interesting, man. I mean, like I said, it, it's it's really developed for vegans, and that's how I want to keep it. That's how me and Rex want to keep it. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. That's that's super cool. Um, you know, can you share a a story from you know one of your one of, one of your users of you know a, a cool? Ex I'd love to hear like a cool experience from a user uh, using mm -hmm. the app. Whether you know that doesn't have to be a relationship. I mean, even yeah. the, the friendship as you mentioned. I, I'd love to hear that so so again we're new right so right. you know you, you you have people that are using the app and i guess they expect it to be the way it's supposed to be on day 100 on day five right and <laughs> that, <laughs> so we we got our first review and i was excited about it because i mean somebody's using the app somebody has some feedback let's yeah. see and I look at it and they were just, they just bashed it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I screenshotted and I sent it to Rex. <laughs> and, and Rex, me and Rex laughed about it, but uh, Rex <laughs> got right on it and he he fixed what the issue, you know, what they were saying the issue was. Yeah. And, but me and we laughed so hard about it, man, because <laughs> number one, we were like, whoa, somebody's actually using this. And now they now they won't smoke, too. Now they, they mad about something. OK, <laughs> that's, right. I mean, it works. We'll take it. We'll, I listen. Yeah. We'll take it. And but um, that's that's kind of our funny story right now. And honestly, I haven't I haven't been on the um, I haven't looked at our at our data in a while. So mm, I don't yeah. know if we have any other reviews or anything like that. I have to check with yeah. Rex. But that was the first that was the first one i saw and that one that one tickled me blue man <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> um so i know you studied uh, entrepreneurship in, in college um yeah. this is a conversation i love having um you know as you know this is the impact podcast but i'd love to yes, hear sir. from you you know what in your opinion you know what is the impact that entrepreneurship um innovation creativity etc um all those different conversations you know what's the impact uh that 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 you think that can have on communities of color man it's that is a um that's heavy because entrepreneurship i think in my opinion it allows you freedom hmm. it, it allows you to the freedom to be creative and to be dauntless and uh, to be yeah. impactful you know and it also it creates um you know it creates hope and inspiration and imbuement yeah. for you know the the newer generations and so you know i think that it's important that we uplift and we talk more about entrepreneurs because you know so i'll share a quick story with you when i when yeah. i first moved to uh texas from atlanta i yeah. was a, a unit director at the boys and girls club in central yeah. texas and uh, when I was there at one, of, at one of my schools, we asked the children, uh, I forget the, I forget what the exact question was, but it was something around the, the, the conversation of entrepreneurship. And so mm -hmm. we had each student, you know, kind of tell us, well, no, this is what it was. We asked them what they wanted to be when they grew up. That's what the question was. Yeah. And 
most of the, the most of the answers we got were all about starting their own business. And these are between nine and uh, 14 year olds that we were talking to. Wow. And so that's that's I feel like wow. the impact of entrepreneurship. And I feel like, yeah. you know, that's the conversation that needs to be seen and heard throughout our community, because, again, there are not a lot of, you know, people that look like us in certain spaces yeah. where entrepreneurs have done great things. And no shade or no no discredit to any of entrepreneurs that's done anything, but you know we I, this is just me as as a black man in this space yeah. of where I am now is it's needed that we are seeing each other here mm -hmm. so we can support each other and bring the next generation up as well, just like everyone else, you know, a hundred percent. Yeah, I I love that, and you know you've started several businesses of your own. You know what's the the biggest lesson that, that you learned throughout your entire entrepreneurship journey? Well, the biggest lesson, biggest lesson is take your time. Hmm. You know, don't rush into something because you think it's cool or you want to beat somebody else or you want to be seen. Get into it for the right reasons, but take your time. Because what I learned in college is it takes time to really bring a product to market or bring a service to market from zero from you know uh, baby stages yeah. it takes a lot of time to do that and one of the things that i learned about myself during that time of developing business plans marketing plans advertising was i rushed a lot of things in in business i rushed a lot i don't know mm. why i guess i felt like i was going to miss out on something or i was in a rush to make some money but yeah. either way it's a bad idea to rush into anything take your time you know, get up, get, get under some mentorship with, uh, you know, with people that um, that d have done things similar to you or exactly like you, if they're willing to be of value to them when you come into their space, because you you need their time. And so, you know, you need to be a value, but take your time. Don't rush into anything, you know, seek information. You know, there are a lot of, you know, Forbes, the culture, you know, type of uh, community yep. that are, that are emerging now. So, you can get around people that are actually doing things and you can, you know, have think groups and conversations about things, but take your time and, you know, get into it for the right reasons and make sure you're passionate about it. I was talking to my barber one time and you know, me hustle mindset. I'm like, man, I could get a yeah. barber shop and I don't even <laughs> have to be there. I don't got to cut hair nothing. I'm pretty decent with clippers, but I'm not cold. Like I can't right. give you a fade or a taper or nothing like that, but I can line you up real good. Right. But I was talking to him and he like, he like, yeah, that's a good idea. But he's like, this is, this is the thing. You should never, you should never start a barbershop if you're not going to be, if you're not a barber, because what can happen is what if you don't have any barbers? Now you have to find barbers or cut hair yourself. And if you don't already know how to cut hair, your business is dead. And that wow. really that stuck with me from wow. that point on because I was like, man, you can't just start something just because you think it's gonna make money. You have to actually have a passion for it and be able to do it yourself. A lot of the silent mentors that I follow, you know, like Damon John and you know some other yep. people that I follow, they are very good at doing things themselves before they actually got to the point where they were. Damon John yeah. he created hats in his mother's home before he even decided to go and have other partners and business partners and things like that. He learned it himself. And so that's why when I started my apparel company, I taught myself how to use Adobe Illustrator and Photoshop mm -hmm. so that I can create my designs. And then I started yep. learning how to post them, how to, how to get them printed up, what type of, 
you know, material I needed. I knew all of that stuff before I actually started trying thinking about a team. So it was something that I was passionate about and I took my time. It was just that once I got to a certain point, it was like, all right, well, how am I going to keep this going? Do I want to revamp it or just use it, you know, just have it for my family? So I, and I still may revamp it at some point. It's still a great brand, yeah. you know, but that's one of the things that I've learned. Just take your time, be passionate about it and, um, you know, seek information and be, be of value. That's that's great. I, I love what you said. I especially love the part where you're saying, like, you, you gave the example of Damon John learning how to you know make it himself. Um, yeah. Because, like, even in what you already shared about this, your story of how you created Meet Vegan Bay, like you said, hey, I don't know how to develop, so I'm going to, you know, try to build this thing myself first. Mm -hmm. um, and then at that point, like, I think some people would give up on the business. But even then you were like, I'm going to find someone who can. So it's still built in house. Like that's, yep. it's that, a pivot. That's, yeah, exactly. That yep. That's super cool. Um, okay. So through meet vegan Bay, I like said, you launched in November of last year. What's been the most unexpected thing like for, for you as the, the founder CEO of this business um, since you launched? Um, well, I'm not going to say I didn't ex it was unexpected because you know when you do something you kind of expect results but you really don't yeah i didn't put it i didn't put too much into the expectation of it so when i reached out to uh shark tank shark tank is a show that i watch like i love shark tank <laughs> like when watching it in 2021 we, we, we lost you Terrell. can you hear me yeah i can hear you can you hear me yeah the last thing i heard you say was shark tank is, is a show that you you watch so Yep. So, I can edit that part out too. Yeah, so Shark Tank is a show that I watch religiously, man. I started watching it in um 2021. I knew that it existed, but I didn't really have an interest in it until then because I was in classes where I was going, I was doing business plans, I was learning more about the business industries, and so I took a real interest in it. And so uh, since then I've just been a avid watcher. So when I saw an opportunity to appear on the show as a guest and pitch my business i did it so i pitched um I, I applied for season 13 14 yeah. i believe 15. so i recently got a call back from them uh what about being on the show but i haven't heard anything back but that was, <laughs> that was something that i did i haven't ex i didn't expect it right so when i yeah. did it because I, I i haven't heard anything from them from like the, the last times that i applied I just figured, you know, I'll take another shot in the dark. What's it going to hurt? I That's didn't expect incredible. to get a call back. I literally got an email and got it, had an interview with the guy. And it was, it was a great interview. And like I said, I was just excited to get the call, you know? So that was something, that was something unexpected, man. To see just the, yeah. the, the, um, the feedback that I've been getting, the support and, um, you know, just people telling me this is actually a cool idea. I mean, I knew that it was a crazy idea when I thought about it. And when I talked to Rex about it, we, we agreed it was it was nuts. But yeah. <laughs> it's just been kind of, you know, not overwhelming, but, you know, great to get all of the great feedback and uh, positivity about it. That's that's super cool. Um, we, you know, I'm over here hoping and praying for you to get that call back because yeah. we, we would love to see you on Shark Tank. Oh man, I, I would love to be on Shark Tank, man. I mean, like I said, I, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, you know, if not, I'll just apply for the next one. I'm going. I'll, I'll be on there. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. What does 2023 and beyond look like for for Meat Vegan Bay? 
so meet vegan bay like i said we are we are continuously growing we're adding new things into the app as we start to get more and more more and more feedback from our users um and you know the the future looks bright because again there are a lot of people starting to adopt this technology Mm-hmm. And it's almost to, to the point where it's inevitable. Like wherever yeah. you go, you're going to see this technology. I mean, Apple is going to release their new headsets for augmented reality. Um, you know, there are other companies that are doing the same thing. So yeah. and there, there are actually businesses that are out there where you can just go there and experience VR and AR technology. You know, yeah. like they have, you know, places where you can go play Xbox and stuff like that. Now they're setting up spots where you can do that for VR. That's and super so, cool. You know, we're looking to create partnerships with different brands. We have a um, a new feature that we added in the app where we have billboards. So you know, we have the lounge for the the users, but there are also spaces in our lounges on all three floors where you can promote or advertise your business. I love so that. That's another thing that we're going to add as well, just for you know other people to have an opportunity. And we're going to only we're going to exclusively offer that to you know, vegan businesses, because again, they're all vegan businesses are, you know, underrepresented in the community. So we want to give them that platform uh, so they can do that. And so we basically, you know, want to create more partnerships. Um, You know, of course, brand visibility, brand awareness is one of the main goals right now. So, you know, we'll be, you know, in different, you know, magazine articles, podcasts, interviews and things like that. Uh, So I I really want to be you know like the like the like i don't know like a superstar within this space because (laughs) yeah as you know man this is we're the only two black males in the dating app space yeah not just for (laughs) not just for vegans right but the only two you know black male founders that i know of that have founded a dating app and so this is this is something very new for our community and i think it should be again shouted from the mountaintops man and not just because we want to be famous but it's important that people see of our entrepreneurs because it gives them more innovation and creative ideas to do something similar or something way better that's that's incredible i i love that and even like when you were talking about like putting the the advertisements for vegan businesses inside the app i think oftentimes like in in tech especially you see businesses you know not start thinking about some of their revenue streams until like five yep. six years down the line but like yep. um ironically you are the third black tech founder i've had on the show i believe and oh, nice. like in in our community especially it's it's really cool to see that rev- those revenue streams kind of built early into the into the business model um mm-hmm. somebody should do some research on that that, that that'd be interesting yeah. <laughs> maybe i should do it i i, I want to say that maybe no one else yeah i mean it's no, it's no different than like if you sign up for a dating app you have a profile on there and if you don't yeah. pay for a certain subscription you see all the ads at the bottom of the screen that's yeah. that's pretty much what we're doing but it's an ar vr version of it and that we call it they're billboards they're not just ads they're billboards yeah. So if you're walking down the street in New York and you're in Times Square, you see all of the billboards, sell, 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 buy, buy, buy. And it's going to be, you know, similar to that. And so, you know, that's kind of how we decided to, you know, create additional revenue for the um, for the for the app. Oh, that's really cool. That's really cool. Okay, so um, I have a couple questions for you unrelated to uh, unrelated to the business Um, before I kind of go to my final question um 
as a vegan, you know, what's your favorite food or dish? <laughs> uh, you know what? My wife is such an amazing cook, man. Like, well, I'm really simple too. So right now, like, <laughs> like for dinner, for dinner tonight, for for example, we're having uh, a a medley of beans, uh, yeah. jasmine jasmine rice, and blue corn chips. I love that meal because it's okay. just the way she yeah. it's just the way she seasons it, man. I don't know what I don't know, <laughs> but it, it's just I can eat that like seven days a week. Um, that sounds besides, delicious, actually. It, it really is, man. It's really wholesome and it gives you that that soul food feel, man. Without you know having all of the other stuff in there. Um, but other than that, man, I mean, yeah. we, I, I I really enjoy and you know we can barbecue now. We have you know uh, hot dogs and you know um, you know Polish sausages and things like that. I really love breakfast, you know, pancakes, sausage, eggs. And yes, we do eat eggs as vegans. There's a lot of, <laughs> you know, things that we can use for that. But this brand that I really love is uh, Just Egg. We use that for our eggs and stuff like that. So, yeah, um, I really can't say my favorite. I guess pizza. You know, we do homemade okay. pizza every Friday is pizza night. So, you know, we do that. And um, I really like the fried, uh, the, uh, fried cauliflower that I make. I make a okay, really good yeah. fried cauliflower. And uh, so it's breaded like chicken. And yep. then it's fried like chicken. And then, you you know, that's it. And then sometimes I may add some type of like special barbecue sauce with it or, you know, just eat it like it really like it is. And that's that's pretty much it, man. We have a blast. At, at, okay. in the <laughs> I, you know, I must confess, um, I tried to go vegan probably about two months ago. Um, okay. And I'm, I went from like, my favorite food being pork ribs to mm -hmm. try to go vegan. Uh, it was, you know, it was not like a smooth transition. Yeah. Uh, so it failed miserably. But what I will say is, um, I would say we now eat some vegan dishes. Okay. Um, so I'm like, so doing, I guess a, a very, very soft transition to, yeah. <laughs> to veganism. Um, hey, congratulations on that. Yeah. Man. So, what, so, so let me ask you a question. What makes you want to go make that transition? Yeah. Um, I think just the, just the health benefits. Um, okay. I, I, I mentioned like grew up in St. Louis, but I played football my whole life and it's football. I was a lineman. You're told mm -hmm. eat, eat, eat. We need you bigger. We need you stronger, yep. et cetera. And then, um, and then like when you stop playing football, um, you you end you end with all these bad eating habits and you mm. think that you can just outwork a bad diet all the time. Um yep. and after a while, I'm like like I, I just wanted to I just wanted to eat cleaner in general. Um yeah. and the more and more I started eating cleaner, I started noticing like sometimes when I eat too much meat, like I don't feel as good as I thought I would. <laughs> or um yeah. or like also, like the typical American diet is like very, very processed. Um, mm -hmm. You know, a good place to start for me was eating vegan food from from time to time. So, um, I say that's what kind of inspired that that nice. uh, that that transition for us. So, that's dope, man. That's dope to hear, man. I, I I wish you the best on that journey. If you ever need some type of you know tips or recipes or you know my go tos, just let me know, man. I got you. all right for sure, for sure. I'm actually I'm gonna hold you to that. 
<laughs> yeah, do it. Do For so. sure. <laughs> um, and then, uh, you know, I must ask, what food do you miss the most? <laughs> Wing stop, <laughs> Why Wingstop? <laughs> Wingstop, man. Wingstop. And then they got the nerve to come out with these 12 flavors of chicken sandwiches now. <laughs> oh, man. I see that commercial every day because I'm watching the playoffs right now. So they, they advertising is heavy. And I see this commercial like every 10 to 12 minutes. And I just want a chicken sandwich every time. But I really miss them lemon pepper flats. And yes. and that oh man, I, I miss Wingstop. When I it's torture when I drive past and they and they and they like peak hour and they cook and you smell it. Oh man, it's torture. But yeah, I'm a disciplined man, so I just keep it pushing, man. I just keep it pushing. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Um, and then you know, as a as a St. Louis and um, I was just back in the city this past weekend. Um, I'd, okay. I'd love to hear from you. You know, what's your uh, what's the thing you love about St. Louis? Because I got to put got to put the city on. <laughs> oh, for sure, man. St. Louis has a lot of hidden gems. I mean, if you're from the city, you know, you hear a lot of negative narrative about the city. I yeah. have my own about the city, but I'm from there. I can say stuff. I can yeah. do that. That's my 100%. Family, right? But St. Louis, on the flip side of that, St. Louis has a lot of great things about it and inside mm -hmm. of it. Um, one of the things, so when we have, whenever we touch down and my wife and I, we take the kids sometimes, we go to Pie Pizza in the U-City Loop. The U City Loop is a vibe in itself. Okay, yeah. If you've never been to St. Louis, go yes, to the it is. City Loop. It's not it's not what it used to be because they've kind of gentrified it a little bit, but it's still yeah. cool. It's still cool. Um, a lot so of it. The U City Loop, <laughs> yeah, a lot of it, man. <laughs> yeah, they got the trolley down there now again. So, you know, it's a yep. different place, but it's still a good vibe for the place. We used to do a lot of our shows at Cicero's. I don't know if you remember that, but yeah, that was a, um, yeah we used to do a lot of our shows there. And that was like the one of the best times of my life because That's the vibe awesome. of the city was just so it was it was just so welcoming and so eclectic, man. It was dope, vibrant, electric, everything. And then so that's yeah. one of the ones. One of the other things I didn't know, I'm a I'm a I'm a chess player. And so, OK, yeah. St. Louis has the biggest chess piece in the world in the city yep. at this chess place, uh, at the chess uh, museum, actually. Yeah. And so the, the city, museum. They host the uh, the chess world championship every year, too, right? I think I they, learned about that a couple of years ago or something like that. So they may. I, I'm not sure about that. Okay, okay. That, it wouldn't surprise me because, again, that's a hidden gem. And yeah. so the, the, the chess museum is amazing. If you're in, if you're into that type of stuff, and then they also have a chess club across the street where you can join and learn how to play chess and play other yeah. people. Really cool stuff. Of course, we have the, the free zoo. I think it's probably one of the only free zoos in the world. Yep. Um, we have the the science center. I've always loved the science center. Um, man, what else? I mean, um, they have a lot of new vegan spots too. Let me just throw that in there. Uh, Sweet Art St. Louis. If yeah. you're into like, if you love cookies, that's another one of my favorite like vegan foods is like cookies, brownies, because it really don't taste the difference. Right. But Sweet Art St. Louis, amazing place, black owned place. She is a cheap. Her vibe is, is I will is, be there. Is everything. <laughs> yeah. And she has the most delicious. Uh, and I think she hand makes her cookies and brownies and stuff, too. But she has other yeah. stuff in there. So, yeah. So we have a lot of, um, you know, new emerging things that are um i just think a lot of people don't know much about but if you just really take the time to explore st louis just as a tourist you yeah. know i'm not telling you to go to the hood and get that vibe but you know <laughs> be a tourist for a minute you know if you even if you're from the city be a tourist go around yeah. and go do things that you wouldn't normally be into and you'll be surprised you know ballpark village is another great place yep. to go visit 
um, you know, they have that gym I was talking about down there too, One Life Fitness. That's a great okay, gym. Okay, yeah. Yep, man. So yeah, a lot of things, man. I'm probably leaving a lot of stuff out, but yeah. Yeah, I I I love it. I uh, like I said, I'm being there. But my wife's from Chicago, so every okay. time we go down there, I try to put on the tourist lens. I'm like, yeah. what can I show her about the city? Because she's like, Chicago's huge. St. Louis is a small town. I'm like, we're smaller. We're not a small town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, of course, you-, you know, you had an arch and all of that stuff too. That's you know yeah. kind of evident. But there are other, uh, you know, like I said, smaller hidden hitting gems in there that yeah. you can have a good time. A hundred percent. All right, I, yep. I love that. Um, Drill, this was a phenomenal conversation. Um, yes, yeah, sir. just super, super grateful for you taking time to to connect today. Um, how can people um get I can say get in touch with you, get in touch with the company? Uh, where where can people find you online? And I'll be sure to link all, all of it down below as well. Yeah, for sure, man. And let me just say it's been a, a great conversation with you, man. And I immensely appreciate you for taking the time to have a conversation with me. I enjoyed this dialogue, man. And um, if, if anybody wants to, you know, reach out to me, you can do so on um, my Instagram page at J underscore the underscore trainer. I probably need to change it because I'm retired from training, but I'll keep it for now. <laughs> but yeah, J underscore the underscore trainer. Um, and then the the app is uh, Meet Vegan Bay um, at Meet underscore Vegan Bay. And uh, we you can also visit our official website, meetveganbay.com. And that's where you can get access, you know, have access to the Instagram, the Facebook page, um, things like that. And also myself. So if you want to reach out to me or, you know, my co-founder Rex, that's where you find us at. Awesome. Well, thank you again. Uh, thank you again, Jarrell. Um, yes, everyone, thanks again for tuning into the Impact Podcast. Um, I'll see y'all again next Tuesday. Peace.